Welcome to the Intimate Inspirations Podcast. I am Michelle Blumentritt, and I cannot wait to share with women, no matter what your phase of life, a longtime passion of mine to help you find your beautiful. Hey guys, welcome back and thanks so much for joining me on today's episode as we dive in a little bit and talk about the dangers of loneliness in marriage. I chose this topic not simply because I choose topics randomly and decide I'm going to speak on them. I wanted to just give a little backstory as to how and why a lot of times I do choose the topics that I do to speak on. And they're very intentional. I am very prayerful about this podcast and the topics that I choose for each of my episodes. And I just felt led to talk about a topic that I think is important in a marriage. And I think it will resonate probably with anyone who has been in a marriage or a relationship and will be able to relate to this at one point in time in their marriage or their relationship. Even if you're not in this place today, I think that each one of us have felt this way or will feel this way at one point in our marriages or in our relationships. And so I felt like it was important to touch on a topic like this because it's not something that a lot of people will talk about or maybe have heard about. And I also want to say, just like I have in the past with my other episodes, I talk on these things not because I am a doctor or a psychiatrist or a counselor, but because I'm simply talking about some experiences from my past and even from my present and things that I've been through in my 24 years of marriage that I feel like are important to speak on and I am hoping that each uh, one of you that are listening today will at least have one or two takeaways from this that you can apply to your life and hopefully it will help you, if nothing else, to realize that you're not alone in a situation or a topic like this in your marriage. I'm going to talk about the dangers of loneliness in your marriage and I have done a little bit of research as I was diving into this topic for this episode and I've also just written down some of my personal thoughts and feelings and things that I've been through with my husband personally and in relationships and so I'm hoping that once again I will be able to go through some things that will resonate with you and If they don't, even if it's not, like I said, something you're in the middle of right now, maybe it will be something that you'll be feeling at one point in your marriage or in the relationship that you're in, and this will be something that you can go back to and um, have some gentle reminders and tips of some things that would be helpful for you during those times. We often think of loneliness as being alone right? Where you don't have anyone. And I, in this situation and what I'm going to talk about today, I'm referring to a different kind of loneliness where it's not being alone or not having a partner or a spouse, or even when 
your spouse goes on vacation for a trip or a short time and you miss them. I'm talking about a little bit different kind of loneliness in your marriage or in your current relationship that you're in. As I was kind of diving in a little bit to to the details of what this might look like, I, I thought of something that I felt was relevant and it made me think of how we can be lonely in the midst of being surrounded by people even. And the kind of loneliness that I'm talking about today refers to you and your spouse or you and your partner that you're in a relationship with and what that might look like. And so I went this summer, my girls and I, we did something a little different on our California trip. And we typically go to one place in California in Orange County, and that's where we are usually staying. And this past summer in July, we decided to take a girl's trip. It was just my daughters and I for a week that we were there, and we decided to go to Hollywood. And so we drove around, and um, we found, of course, there are tour buses that you can do. I'm going to deviate a little from my story, but there are tour buses that you can do and take for like celebrity tour buses. You can go to different celebrities' homes. It was like an open roof tour bus type of a thing. And we looked it up and I think it was like 40 or 50 bucks a person and there was three of us. And so I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, well, we could do that. And my one daughter felt like it was actually pretty warm that day. It was in the mid 90s. And so taking an open roof tour bus with no AC didn't sound really appealing to her or to us. And so we started to Google some different ideas and we ended up finding this app that you can purchase for like $14. You can purchase this tour on this app and it gives you the capabilities to go into this app and you basically start driving and you get a tour guide that tells you where you're going, whose house it is, and it gives you a little backstory on each of the celebrities. Very cool. I know I'm totally digressing here, but it was a cool thing. If you ever have an opportunity to go to Hollywood like that and do something, you're looking for something to do, I highly recommend it because we were in our air-conditioned car. We went at our own pace. We didn't have to worry about other people. It was just the three of us. We could get out if we wanted to get out. It was just really cool. So anyway, I I think that was a cool little tip. But I thought about that while I was going through this. And one of the things that kind of hit me when I was doing this on loneliness was when the tour guide was talking about these celebrities, he was mentioning how so many of them had felt lonely at times and were struggling in many different areas. And of course, I can go into why and what was missing in these celebrities' lives, a void that they needed, um, obviously. But what I more so want to go into is to just how you can feel lonely in the midst of crowds or being surrounded by people. I mean, these celebrities were probably way more surrounded by people than they ever wanted to be. And yet, when you listen to this guy who was the tour guide telling us about each of these stories and some of these celebrities, their struggles, and a lot a lot of them 
had that same, you know, they were lonely. And it just made me think of being in the middle of a relationship or a marriage and feeling lonely and what that does for a person and why that happens. How do you get there? How does that happen? And and of course, like I said, there's a lot of reasons and there are a lot of reasons why there's a void that people are trying to fill. But I'm particularly talking about being in your marriage and having that disconnect from your spouse to the point where one or both of you are feeling lonely in your marriage or in your relationship. And so I just wanted to go a little further and dig into some reasons and thoughts on why that happens. How do you get to that point in your marriage? And then talk about some tips and some ways in which you can reverse those feelings and thoughts and how you can get back to where you were. And if you're not a person today, if you're listening to this podcast and you're going, yeah, this isn't me. I've never felt this way in my marriage. That's okay. Someday you might get to that point. And I am going to go into some ways also, even if you aren't there today, I'm also going to talk about some of the ways that we can avoid that from happening in our marriages and in our relationships. How can we, what are some things that we can do to be proactive so that we don't hopefully get to a point like that in our marriages? So I really feel like regardless of whether you've been here, you're there right now in your marriage, or you're ever going to be or you don't ever want to be, I think this is for you today. Let's dive in just a little bit. I think the biggest thing, and I mentioned it, was just connection. Connection is huge. And when you feel disconnected one way or another from your spouse, it leads to that feeling of being alone in the middle of your relationship. And I personally believe that connection is one of the biggest reasons for feeling lonely in your marriage. And I think one of the biggest things that leads to feeling disconnected is your expectations for each other. And if expectations aren't met, oftentimes we feel that disconnect. And we all have expectations in our marriage, in our relationships. And you always have expectations of that other person, of course. And when those expectations don't get met because either you don't communicate those expectations or your partner, your spouse doesn't know that those are the expectations, then there tends to be a disconnect. You're not on the same page. So let me explain that a little bit. And it doesn't mean that those expectations necessarily have to be unrealistic expectations. It can be that you need to not have such high expectations, but it also could just mean that those expectations didn't get communicated to your spouse. And now you're in a situation where you thought that they should know those expectations and feelings that you have, and they didn't. And now you're disappointed and they are frustrated because they never knew. Let me explain a little bit on that. Dalen and I, when we very first got married, 
this was a huge issue for us as far as expectations were concerned in a, in a lot of different areas. And I know I've already shared on previous episodes about our expectations in intimacy and my expectations because I had just anticipated this Hollywood love story and where we were going to always want to have sex with each other at any moment at any time and be lovey and kissy and touchy all the time and just feel that affection and my husband who we own a heating and air conditioning company in Phoenix Arizona it's 115 degrees in the summertime and he was out working as a technician at the time when we got married in the heat and his big thing was oh my gosh, I come home, the last thing I want is a hot body on top of me. And we joke about it now, of course, and he he didn't get much sympathy from his friends for sure in that. But we talked through that and through the expectations because my expectations were different. And he, it's not that he didn't want to mentally be intimate. It was just he was exhausted physically and it was difficult for him to even fathom that but as a woman you're automatically feeling like you when you're not husband's not wanting that intimacy of course you automatically go to what did I do what what was it that I did that he doesn't want me or maybe he doesn't want me and again that is something that we communicated and quickly realized that was not the case and that it wasn't that he didn't want me necessarily it was just that he didn't physically he was exhausted so we worked through that of course and again I think the biggest thing for us was just talking through that and communicating what the expectations were and we also had I also had expectations as to things that I wanted from him at the time when we first got married my kids were young and it still you know happens to us now but I think we've worked through that quite a bit and you know I would have the expectation that he would just know he loved me so much and we were married now he knew me so well and I felt like how could he not know what I was thinking and what I was needing so if I was frustrated or tired from my day with the kids and he'd come home and I'd cook and I'd be cleaning and I'd be exhausted and he wouldn't just say hey did you want me to finish that did you need help with the kids what do you need and I wanted him to just recognize my needs at the moment and do it and that didn't always happen in fact it probably didn't happen a lot of the time and I finally realized that I needed to communicate my expectations so that he knew what I was thinking. I wasn't getting frustrated because I was now telling him, this is what I need. In this moment, I need you to help me here or clean this or do that. And he would do that if I would just communicate what that was. And when we don't communicate those expectations with our husband, there begins to be that disconnect starts to happen because we start to feel like we don't want to say anymore. We just start to retreat, right? We find he's not doing what I need. I don't even want to tell him. I forget it. He should just know. And 
he's frustrated because he doesn't understand what he did or it's she's frustrated because her expectations maybe you know she he's not communicating what his expectations are and she doesn't know why I mean you go through this cycle and then eventually one or both of you just decides to quit communicating and that's where the disconnect starts to happen in a marriage. So besides that, that was kind of my own take on when you feel lonely or disconnected in your marriage, what some of the reasons could be. And I felt strongly that the expectations is a big one. But some of the other reasons I did dig a little bit and I found an article that was actually written by a doctor, um, Dr. Schreier Hoffman, and he listed some reasons for why we might be lonely or what could lead to loneliness in your marriage or your relationship. And so I kind of just listed them out and I'm going to go through them and we're just going to talk through them. I think they're all rel. I picked out ones that I felt were relevant and that I really felt like I could speak on from personal experience and one of the things of course was feeling disconnected that he mentioned and that is exactly what I just talked about and when you feel disconnected in a relationship you feel lonely one or both of you are going to end up feeling lonely and then being unable to share your feelings or to be heard by your spouse is another big one that he mentioned in his article and just I, you know, of course, when you feel like you cannot share your feelings, just like what I was just talking about, if you do start to communicate with your spouse and they're not responsive to that and you don't feel heard, there is going to be that disconnect. And that is another thing that can lead to that feeling like you're alone because now you don't feel valued and you don't feel heard in your relationship which can be very difficult in a marriage or a relationship and then lacking quality time together I love this one because I one of and probably my main love language is quality time I am a time person and I enjoy spending time with my husband and when we especially get time where it's just the two of us and I have his undivided attention, I just soak it in. I love to be with him where it's just that. And I'm going to tell you, if you are a young mom who has young kids at home, this is a lot more difficult in that season of your life than it might be when your kids are grown or teenagers and they can be way more independent and they are not needing you as much. I understand that finding time to have the quality time together with your spouse can be very difficult, but it's so necessary. And again, I say this because not because this was something Dalen and I were, you know, perfect or perfected in our marriage by any means. When my kids were young, we were not very good at making the time to get a babysitter and go out, just the two of us. But when we did, or made time to get away for a weekend or just a night. It was so helpful and just healthy and it benefited both of us in our marriage because you get that time to be a husband and a wife. When you become a mom and a dad, it's difficult to go back to that husband and wife relationship and find out 
who you are and remember who you were before you had kids and became mom and dad. And so that quality time, if you are a young mom or you have kids and you're listening to this, it's important. Make it happen to stay connected to your spouse and be able to have those conversations with one another that are adult conversations away from the kids where you're talking about sometimes the hard things to talk about and then also talking about goals and dreams and fun things that you don't get to really talk much about when your kids are around. That's important. It's a big one. The next one that this doctor mentioned in his article was um, if you start to notice that you're feeling lonely when your spouse is around, that is also a red flag and something that you need to start diving into what could be the reason that I'm feeling this way and how can we fix this in our marriage or in our relationship? Because if you are with them and you're not connecting or talking together and building that trust and being vulnerable, then it's going to eventually weigh on both of you and definitely be weighing on your marriage for sure. The next one is poor physical intimacy. And as you guys know, this is a big one for me when you're in your marriage and you do not have that intimacy with your husband, it's huge. And I'm not talking just sex. I'm talking intimacy, meaning that there's a connection there. It's more than just sex. When you have even just holding hands or kissing or reaching over and rubbing the back of your spouse and letting them know that, you know, the personal touch that you're there and you're thinking of them, you're running through the kitchen real quick and you're busy and there's a bunch going on, but you just slowly touch their back as you go through. It says to them, I notice you, I recognize you, we're busy, our lives are crazy, but I notice you. And it leads to the intimacy later where you feel more connected and then yes, of course, better sex and because you're connected with one another and you don't want to get to a point where you lose that in your marriage. You lose the physical touch and the hand holding and the passing by one another and just quickly brushing their back or something that just lets them know that you're you're noticing them there because as soon as that's gone there does become a void and and something that starts to happen in your relationship and that's where the disconnection begins i believe and then of course he mentioned communication issues which i kind of already talked through because that definitely is a big one and when you're not communicating with your spouse you're definitely not feeling connected and there is definitely a loneliness that can begin to happen from not having any kind of communication. And then the next one is having health issues. If one or both of you in your marriage or your relationship are having health issues, even if you don't know it, some people are going through, you know, for women, you might be going through hormone issues, whether you're young and you're pregnant or you're post you know, pregnancy and having perhaps going into menopause and you're older and you're 
premenopausal or postmenopausal and you are having all of those things that deal with that, those can affect your marriage greatly. And for men, there's a huge testosterone factor where men just have to, I mean, it's rare usually for a man to go regularly, get physicals, go to the doctor. And it's so important to do that because he could be dealing with all kinds of health issues and it could be affecting the way he thinks, the way he feels, the way he reacts. And you have no idea. You think it's something you've done. And it's really important to be doing regular physicals for both you and your spouse. And then another thing that was mentioned in that article was feeling the effort in your marriage is one-sided. And I hear this a lot. I talk through a lot of things with a lot of my friends, and I've even gone through this with Dalen as well, of course, in our marriage where you you keep score. And when you're keeping score in your marriage and keeping track of who did what last and what happened and when they did it and then bringing it back up constantly in arguments, it's unhealthy for your marriage. And it does lead to that disconnect and that loneliness because when one person's constantly feeling like they're always the ones doing all the work, the other one feels frustrated. They may not know what the other person needs. That's the communication, right? That's communicating your expectations. Maybe you're, they don't know why you feel like you're doing everything, but it's so important not to keep track of past mistakes or wrongdoings in our marriage. We're human. We all make mistakes and we all work through those mistakes together. That's what we do. That's what a marriage is, right? For better or for worse. And then the next thing that was mentioned in the article that I liked because I think it's really important in a marriage and that is if you have poor boundaries in your marriage, it can often lead to loneliness in your marriage or your relationship. And I think that's really important and it's really common for people not to have healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries in the way that you do things, whether you're volunteering at a church or at a school for your kids, or you're just very involved with your kids' sports, or you're pouring everything into that, and you're not pouring into your spouse or into your marriage because you're so busy. And we just tend to do that, I think, at times because we feel like our spouse is always going to be there. He's not going anywhere, or she's not going anywhere. But even if it doesn't lead to divorce or them leaving you, it can still lead to that disconnect and that loneliness where they're feeling like mentally you're not even there anymore. You're not even in the relationship because you're so busy with everything else and you just pour into whatever else it is that you don't set those healthy boundaries. And this can be in any phase, whether you have young kids or whether you're in a phase of, you know, taking care of elderly parents in your marriage is possibly having to sacrifice time because you are taking care of a mom or a dad and it's time consuming and they might be living with you, which again is can be trying on your marriage. So I'm not saying you don't do those things. I'm just saying when you do, 
Make sure there's a healthy balance of spending the time that you need, the quality time, and communicating with your spouse on a regular basis, even if you are in a season of life that's super busy and time consuming. Make sure that your spouse is getting those pieces of you still in order to, for them to not feel disconnected from you or to feel lonely in your marriage. So now that we've talked about what can create loneliness and some of the dangers, the well, some of the causes and how to, you know, avoid those, I'm going to talk about ways that we can help reconnect with your spouse and avoid having the feelings of loneliness. So of course, the first one is to communicate. It's kind of the opposite of some of the things that we talked about what causes them you obviously having poor communication can cause that loneliness and so a way to counteract that is to communicate regularly and to share your expectations and your thoughts and your goals and the biggest one and I mentioned it before but we didn't really talk about it is to be vulnerable be willing to be vulnerable in your marriage and your relationship You know, one of the things that I think is so amazing, and I've said this before, I love the institution of marriage. And one of the reasons I do is because I love so much that my husband knows me better than anybody else knows me. He knows when, in fact, just this past weekend, I had my hair up and I have very thick hair. And when I wear my hair up in like a bun or whatever, I get headaches often. And I don't even most times remember or recognize why I have a headache because I hardly ever get headaches. But this past weekend, I was hungry and I felt tired. And I'm, I mentioned that I was getting a headache because I think I was hungry. And he's like, yeah, or maybe because your hair's up. And I just laughed because... I love that. I love, I didn't even realize my hair was up and that was probably exactly why I had gotten a headache because it had been pulling all day and he did. And it was the first thing he said without even hesitating or thinking about it. And I love that. And we are very vulnerable with one another. We have the hard conversations, not always guys. And part of the reason for speaking on this topic today was because I have gone through this, I have been through this, and it's something that I feel is relevant. I feel like it's so important. And so we are not perfect in our marriage by any means, and we do not always practice these things as much as we need to. So I was just as much challenged in this episode, you know, preparing for it as hopefully you are listening. But vulnerability is huge, and it's something that really helps connect with your spouse because when you're vulnerable with each other it's that connection that really no other person has with you maybe a best friend but typically it is just that one thing that that person knows so well about you that nobody else does so communication being vulnerable that is one way to help avoid or get out of a situation if you are feeling lonely in your in your marriage. One of the other things I think is important is not just communicating, but to be listening 
to actively listen to your spouse. I am not going to lie. This is a tough one for me. I have an issue with Dalen and I all the time where I am constantly talking over him. And a lot of times it's because I don't want to forget what I'm going to say, or he says something and I want to explain myself or defend myself right away. And I speak over him and it drives him crazy. It is the one area of our marriage that I am working on daily because active listening is not one of my strong suits. Now I can actively listen when I'm talking with a girlfriend all day long, but when it comes to my marriage, I'm often, like I said, I'm often interrupting or interjecting. And so not just communicating with your spouse, but also listening to them is something that's super important and validating their feelings and their frustrations because we all want to be validated. We all want to be heard. We all want to be understood. And so when we can do that for our spouse in a relationship, it makes us be that much more connected to one another and not start to feel distant from them. Another one is avoid keeping score. And this is what I was saying when I talked about one person in a marriage feeling lonely because they possibly are feeling like they're the only ones putting forth effort in the marriage. Maybe they're the only ones that initiate making up or having a conversation after an argument and they feel like I'm always the one who initiates. I know that it's hard. I know that in a marriage, keeping track of rights and wrongs are so easy to do. But if I can strongly suggest anything today, it would be to not keep track of the wrongs or of the mistakes that your spouse has made in the past and not bringing them up in every single argument or conversation that comes up. It's difficult. I know it's difficult and I know we've all struggled with it. I know personally I have for sure. Another way I think that we can help to keep us from feeling disconnected or lonely in our marriage is to make sure that we're doing fun things together with our spouse. I mean, dinner dates are great. My husband and I, about two years, I think now we've been doing dinner dates on Thursday nights and we look forward to those nights and we love them. And we just go, usually we just go to dinner or happy hour. But recently, we've both been having conversations about doing something different. And I would love to go to the shooting range. And I've never been. And whether it's just, you know, an indoor one where we're doing something or we're learning, taking shooting classes. My husband knows how to shoot a gun. He's very comfortable. I personally do not. But I'd love to learn. And I know that's something that he would love because it's doing something that he enjoys. And so I am really making an intentional effort in the next couple of weeks here for us to take the time to make an appointment and do that on one of our date nights, whether we do it together or with another couple. I just think it's super important to do fun things, things that make you laugh. Go to a comedy club or a comedy show or dinner and do something that's going to make you laugh together. Maybe an escape room, maybe paintball. There's just so many things that can, other than just, you know, a dinner date, 
every single week. Again, when your kids are young, it's a lot easier. uh, I guess I should say it's a lot harder to do these things and make the time to do things like this because it takes more time, right, than just a dinner. But I, I implore you to do something fun, something that makes you laugh, something that you can do together as husband and wife. And then lastly, I think personally, this was one I think is one of my favorites and and one of the most important, and that is to pray together. If you're not a praying person and you meditate or have quiet times, do that together with your spouse on occasion. When you have that time together with your spouse, praying together, again, it I think it just is the best form of intimacy because it's there's all the things that are needed in a marriage to succeed and to feel connected to your partner happen during that time. You're vulnerable. You're sharing a closeness together. Your openness and willingness to to be transparent with each other on struggles and things you want them to be praying for. It is literally one of, I feel, the most intimate things that you can do with your spouse. And so I say that to me is one of the most important things in being able to not have that disconnect or creating the loneliness in your marriage that we all want to try to avoid. And then lastly, I just wanted to go through some of the dangers in feeling these things because, right, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm here to talk about today is why is it dangerous to start feeling lonely in your marriage or in your relationship? And what are some things that that can cause? And I believe, obviously, it causes you to retreat. Just like I was saying, the more that you retreat then and don't talk with your spouse, the less connected you are. And the less connected that you are, the less you feel intimate with them and things just start to kind of spiral downhill from there. And that's where the loneliness comes in. Because when one or more people in the marriage feel like they're not being heard, they're not being validated, they cannot have a good conversation, their expectations aren't being met, or the expectations just aren't being communicated, that's when the disconnect happens. And sometimes this goes on for years in a marriage, guys, and it just kills that closeness and that oneness that you once had in your marriage. And to get it back, you're going to have to kind of take those steps that I was mentioning before towards being able to have that healthy, all the boundaries and the communication and the vulnerability, start somewhere, figure out what it is in your marriage. If you're in that place today, figure out what it is that got you there how did I get here? How do I feel like this? How long has it been? Has it been years? Because it might be that it's been so long that you don't even know how to get back to where you once were. And to this, if if you're that far, I do highly recommend counseling. I think counseling is good for not just married people who are not doing well, but for people who are married and doing great and just to go and and get kind of a tune-up, I think counseling is always a good idea. So if you're at that point and you feel like you don't know how to get back and it just feels like a long climb to the back to the top, I would suggest that, you know, maybe asking your spouse if they're willing to do a couple of sessions of counseling 
together to maybe hopefully solve some of these issues. But if not, if you're here and you just feel like you're starting to feel like, yeah, I can see where I, I feel that way sometimes and, and I do that or I struggle with that. Those are some tips and some small ways that you can start to kind of work towards that closeness and that oneness again in your marriage. Because when you start to retreat, a lot of things can happen. And obviously, when, as we know, if you're not connected, you start um, growing further and further apart from one another, and you're going to start looking for something else to fill that loneliness, that void. And obviously, the number one thing is another relationship or another person, which is the major danger of feeling disconnected or lonely in your marriage because you are missing that and you want to find that relationship again. You want to find the oneness and maybe there's somebody else that's showing you that attention that you're needing that your spouse isn't giving you. Communicate that right away with your spouse. Talk to them about that. And it's not always just another relationship that we might be filling that void or that loneliness with either. Sometimes it's a hobby or something we take up like a sport or our children, just pouring ourselves into something else that makes us feel validated and important because we're not getting that in our marriage. And that is not healthy either, regardless. And I think it's it's extremely important for us to recognize those things as soon as they start to creep in and realizing that if we are trying to fill this loneliness, this void that we're that's happening in our marriage with our spouse with something else, whatever that might be, it is, I believe, going to be the recipe for disaster. And like I said, this can go on for people for years. And the longer that it happens, the more you retreat and the less you feel like you can dig your way out. I just think it is so important for us to talk about these things, to recognize these things and recognize that these are dangers in feeling lonely. And if it does start to creep into your marriage or your relationship, recognize it and do something about it right away. And then one of the other things that I just, I always like to share and if I, if I can, and I feel it's very relevant in this topic is a verse And I'm sure this is a verse, whether you are someone who's religious or not religious or read the Bible or not, you have probably heard this many times. It's a verse that's often read or spoke in weddings, anniversaries, all of the things, but it is also something that even though we've probably all heard it a million times, I read it even again after doing this episode and I was like, whoa, whoa all of the things that I talk about in here, all of the things that can lead to that disconnect or that loneliness in your marriage and how to not have that happen and what are the things that we can focus on to avoid that from happening or to bring us out of that loneliness in our marriage. That is what this verse speaks on. It is love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, It is not proud, 
It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And that is from 1 Corinthians 13. And I just think that is everything we just talked about. Not keeping right of, you know, track of right or wrong, always persevering, working through. Marriage is a beautiful thing, but it's hard. It can be difficult many times. It's not for the faint of heart. We all who are married know this. And being in relationships is difficult. And oftentimes we don't want to be vulnerable to that degree. And so it's difficult, but it's necessary. And so I just today would really challenge you to do a little bit of diving in and digging on your marriage and where you're at and your relationship and how you are connected or not connected with your spouse today and make those changes that you need to. And I would start by the communication and talking through it with your spouse so that it brings that to light and then helps both of you to be able to see it and work on it together. I hope that each of you learned something. I'm so glad that you joined me today and always know you are beautiful.